now find ourselves right smack in the middle of a war between good and evil, a war that perhaps has never been more intense in the United States and even globally. It's a spiritual battle in which the stakes have simply never been higher. The war for America's soil is heating up. The attacks against our nation from the unborn to the very old are coming at us from every angle right now. And yet the churches of America have been overwhelmingly silent. And this is just plain unacceptable. It is exactly what happened during the first Holocaust during the 1930s in Germany. The silent churches, remember, the silent churches are the pride of our enemy and the disgrace of God. The enemy knows that if they can silence the Christians, the real opposition is gone, and America then becomes a very easy treasure to take. They will take our children, they will take our health, our food, our transportation, our land, our entire life sustenance. Yes, they are trying to take our souls, and we seem to be all too eager to let them do it. Someone please tell me, where have all the Christians gone? Where are the churches in all of this? You're listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip. Now, let me make it clear. I have no intention whatsoever of berating or pointing fingers today. But as we analyze some of the specific battles that we are fighting, and as I consider the Christian majority of America's population, my goal is simply to exhort every one of us to prepare for a raging battle that is coming. Yes, we are engaged in battle right now, but we haven't seen the worst of it by any means. As we now approach the midterm elections, you can be sure that the globalist Dems, and remember, there are no Democrats any longer. There are only anti-American insurgents who call themselves Democrats. And it's a guarantee that they will devise more evil tricks to destroy our nation and to take you and I captive. And we must never, never let it happen. These people will stop at nothing. They know that they must win the midterm election and they will stop at nothing to do it. Remember, they have no morals, no values, no upright character, no integrity, and no regard for any human life. To the self-professed Democrat, there is no longer a constitution of the United States America. It is simply gone. And therefore, they will steal from you, they will kill you, and they will destroy your nation if given half a chance. And they have been given more than half a chance. The question is, will we give them further cause 
further ease of passage so that they can accomplish their evil task at hand. And let's face it, the more urgent question is that of whether or not we as Christians will take a stand and fight for our God-given rights in this country. At the heart of this war, this battle between good and evil is ultimately a battle for the mind and for the soul of every human being. Today, what I'd like to do is analyze this battle to see exactly where we stand and to challenge the Christian church as a whole to come out of hiding. If you listened to imposter Obama as he infiltrated our government for eight years, you might recall that he called America, quote, no longer a Christian nation. He would say, that's not who we are. And according to him, he would love to call America a Muslim nation. And he did all that he could to get Muslims into American politics, and you've seen them, and you have seen the harm that they have done. Yes, Obama fully supported Muslims, and he wanted nothing more than for Muslims with their Sharia law and their Quran that tells them to kill all non-Muslim dissidents. These are the people that were put into power by Obama. This explains all of Obama's actions. But Obama was wrong. He was very wrong. America is still a very strongly Christian nation. And you can look this up for yourself. Do not take my word for it. The 2020 census of, the American, uh, of American religion stated that seven out of 10 Americans, that 70% of Americans, still identify as Christian. 23% claim no religious affiliation at all. So roughly one quarter of the population says, I don't care about anything. I don't claim to be anything. I have no uh, significant fundamental beliefs. But get this, only 5% of Americans identify with non-Christian religions. So, America is still overwhelmingly professing to be a Christian nation. Now, when people say they identify themselves as Christians, what does that mean, right? Because you know, today you can identify as a boy or a girl, regardless of your genetic makeup, and you can identify as neither a boy or a girl, you can identify as a cat or a kangaroo, right? And they'll say that's appropriate. I mean, let's go a little further. Doesn't Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi both identify as Roman Catholic? Now, that is a huge problem. That is a great embarrassment for the Roman Catholic Church. But look at this. In this census, well, they also break down all the denominations, right? But, but this is just pure rhetoric. It doesn't matter. Remember that the Bible denounces denominationalism. And if you have any doubt about that, you need to understand that this is a fact because denominationalism divides us. According to the Bible, you are either a Christian or you are not. End of story. 
Now, there were two other interesting findings in this 2020 census of American religion. The first is that young Americans are more religiously diverse than in the past. And that would be probably what you would expect because the younger American population simply is not being taught the Bible. Remember, they removed prayer from schools long ago. There is, even among Christian colleges and universities, there is a watering down of Christian doctrine, and actual study of the Bible is despicably um, inept or absent altogether in most schools, most higher schools, and definitely in the public schools uh, of the grade school age and high schools. It simply is not taught. So it's no surprise that the younger generation uh, is not being taught uh, anything about Christianity. The second thing is that more people are actually right now returning to God, and that is likely because of the severe instability of our world. Remember that when we are in crisis, it is a very natural human thing to turn to God. And I think that's what we were we are now seeing. If there is a consensus done in 2022, right at this point, I think you would find even more people finally turning to the source of strength that does not disappoint. However, the 2020 census does show us one thing beyond doubt, and that is that America is still by far, a Christian nation. And if that 70% who profess to be Christian would mobilize to fight this war of righteousness, the war for freedom and for our God-given rights, then the enemy wouldn't stand a chance. They would have no hope of any victory. And so it's really important that we actually open our eyes, learn the truth, Seek out the truth, because remember that you will never find it on mainstream media. You will not hear of it in the local newspapers. You will not see it unless you seek it out on conservative platforms, on those of us who are telling the truth and revealing the best science, revealing the truth of the politics that seek to destroy us. Well, let's take a look at a few of those pressing issues right now. Of course, a big one on the table is the Roe v. Wade decision. Uh, that was made, by the way, in January uh, 22nd, uh, 1973. And that ruling was seven to two in favor of killing babies in the womb. And they said it was a constitutional right. Now, that was a grave mistake. And from what we see now, the Supreme Court justices agree that it was a severe mistake. The murder of an innocent human being is never justified. It is never right, no matter who might claim that it is right. It is not a constitutional right to be able to murder a child simply because this human child is in the womb. And then we have the leaked Roe v. Wade Supreme Court draft decision. And of course, that was a crime and it was intentional. And everybody's up in a roar about it. And our poor Supreme Court justices are facing the pressure, which is exactly what they intended to do when they leaked that draft decision. But, you know, let's just be honest. 
this could be also a very good thing. Remember that God can use for good what the enemy intends to use for evil. And let me just ask you this, because this was leaked, this has forced the Supreme Court justices and perhaps all of us uh, to take a look at ourselves, to look in the mirror and ask us who we are and what we stand for. In essence, that leak provided us with a test of character for our judges and for us. So will the just Supreme Court justices cower? Will they give in? It looks like right now they will not, and hopefully we will not cower either. But why have the churches been so silent about this? If we profess to be Christian, then we need to uphold the sanctity or sacredness or holiness, because that's what the word means, of all human life, because God said so, period. Now, while on this topic of abortion, um, you might recall that Representative Nancy Mace, she's a Republican from South Carolina, she recently mentioned, quote, the vast majority of Republicans support abortion exemptions for race and incest and life uh, of the mother if the mother's uh, life is at risk in any way. Now, we need to recognize this for what it is. I do not like it. It is the beginning of the slippery slope. Let's right now eliminate all the smoke screens because these exemptions in the first place are extremely rare. Now, rape does happen. Incest does happen. And I know for a fact that it happens much more than we would like to believe. And it happens because that crime in America is simply not punished. And I have stated many, many times to my patients, and I saw a lot of them who were victimized by rape and incest, I let them know point blank that I am for the noose or the guillotine for those who would rape an innocent child or adult. Simple as that. There is sin that leads to death, and the government's role is to punish the wicked, and those who rape and sexually assault our children, the pedophiles and the rapists and the murderers, they are not punished as they ought to be in America. And this is an atrocity. This is a falling away. But these exceptions are rare. Now, the life of the mother being at risk in this day and age in medicine, give me a break, okay? This is just simply pure nonsense because we will always be able to save a child and the mother uh, virtually in every circumstance imaginable. We have good technology. It doesn't mean that babies will not die, that mothers could not die. Uh, in childbirth, but it is virtually unheard of. So it is nothing more than a smokescreen, and we need to just recognize it for what it is. And another point on the rape and incest issue. I have had mothers in my medical practice who raised children that were conceived by rape, and these mothers proudly declared that their child who was born out of a rape is a tremendous blessing to them. Many of them had a child born out of a rape that 
was a complete blessing to them. They are closer to this child than the others, many claimed, despite the criminal insemination. My clinical experience attests to this truth. Now, you won't hear about this anywhere because people don't talk about it, except perhaps in the rooms behind a closed door with a medical doctor that you trust. But that is the fact. And let's just get down to it. God has no exemption clause for the murder of innocent unborn children, period. The Bible must guide us in holy living. Now, we all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God, just as the Bible says, but we are forgiven. But it doesn't mean that we must not expose sin for what it is. We must always, always uphold the Christian standard. And in a time when that is necessary more than ever in the history of the world, the churches are way too silent. If we cannot uphold, uphold the Christian standard, the truth is we're not anything more than pharisaical hypocrites. If we cannot call sin what it is, then who's going to do it? Abortion is murder, and that is sin. Homosexuality is sexual perversion, according to what the Bible says, and that is sin. Critical race theory is racism at its worst. That is sin. And so is stealing and coveting and lying and slandering and all the other forms of evil that sometimes we are guilty of committing. Okay, I am no uh, perfect human being by any means. I sin, I fail. But if I cannot call sin what it is, then how can I ever hope to overcome it? I, will rather, I would rather just justify it and keep on sinning. And the Bible says, that is not a good thing, and that does not bode well for your eternal salvation. We must never be afraid to call evil what it is. It's not saying that we are perfect, but if we fear man, then we're not going to fear God, and vice versa. What we say is we are ashamed of our Lord and Savior and his word if we will not expose evil for what it is. And so abortion is evil. And that is true no matter the stage of conception. It doesn't matter how far along the baby has developed in the womb. Now, we, we've been looking at different sorts of bills recently that have been put forth. We have, for example, the fetal heart bill and other abortion restrictive laws that are gaining momentum across the country right now. And I'm so glad to see that. Imagine the lives of babies that will be saved by this legislation. Remember, this is a brutal murdering of children in the womb where their limbs are ripped off, their heads are torn off. These babies suffer incredibly and don't believe that this is a blob of tissue that is not so. These are little children. And if we are going to come from a Christian perspective, a God perspective, then we have to 
And we have to proclaim abortion to be what it is. As of September 1st, 2021, 22 states actually have restrictions on abortions to some degree. And there are actually four categories. There are the near total bans, the trigger bans, reason bans, and gestational bans. A near total ban, uh, which is something that Arkansas has promoted, is, is a state that bans all but, quote, endangerment of the pregnant person's life. Notice they don't say mother's life, right? And Oklahoma permits abortion only where, quote, it is necessary to prevent substantial or irreversible physical impairment of the mother that substantially increases the risk of death. And as I just said, that almost never happens. I've never actually seen a case where that was an issue when I did obstetrics. A trigger ban is a ban that goes into effect if the Roe v. Wade decision is overturned. If we overturn Roe, then 13 states now actually have trigger laws saying that they will ban abortion. To what extent, uh, um, we have yet to see. There are also reason bans, and Arizona supports a reason ban, and this is based on a genetic anomaly. In other words, if you know you're going to have a child with Down syndrome, that's a reason uh, to, uh, um, to have an abortion performed, according to some people, because you will have so-called an imperfect child. What about a deformed hand or a, a toes, a couple of toes that are fused together called syndactyly? Is that enough to abort a child? See, there's, there's no place to, um, to put a limit on these things. And that's what I'm talking about with the slippery slope. If you make an allowance and say abortion is justified in any one case, then you can take it further and somebody will take it further. And before you know it, we can uh, kill babies throughout the duration of their gestation. And we can even kill infants um, after they're born. And we are seeing this actually being pushed right now. The last type of ban is a gestational ban. And that's just based on how many weeks pregnant a mother is. And this includes the heartbeat ban, uh, which is typically at six weeks after the first day of the last menstrual period. That's when the, the heartbeat is first detected uh, by ultrasound. Uh, but it could be any other arbitrary ban based on the age of the embryo or fetus. And realize that a fetus is declared a fetus at 10 weeks gestational age. That's just arbitrary organogenesis, meaning the complete production of all the organs in the human body is complete by eight weeks gestation. And another gestational ban is, has been based on viability. And uh, viability was considered to be 26 weeks for a long period of time, but right now it's at 20 weeks gestation. So you see that as technology improves, we can keep these babies alive and they will grow and live an absolutely normal life. So viability is just another arbitrary ban that has no basis in the truth of the matter. Many people also claim that uh, abortion is constitutionally permissible based on viability or based on some other criteria, but that is pure nonsense. A newborn is absolutely 
no less dependent on maternal nurturing than a baby in the womb. So this viability question is simply another smokescreen. We must recognize it for what it is. So when is abortion declared permissible in the Bible? Never. Absolutely never. When did God say you can sacrifice your baby to the abortion demons? Never. He said, I formed you in the womb. I shaped you in the womb. I prepared your future for you while you were still in the womb. When you have conception, that is the joining of an egg in a sperm to produce a zygote, you have a human life, a new human life. And that is where the line should be drawn. And anything that tries to justify or change that truth is deception. And if you are buying into that deception, then you will likely spread that deception and you are participating in the lie and you are kicking against the goads. You are fighting God and rebelling against God. But has this been your message? Are you as a professing follower of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, are you speaking up? What are you saying? Uh-huh. I know. A lot of you are saying nothing. Where have all the Christians gone? Why is it that so few of us speak up? And why do we all feel so alone, the few of us who do speak up? You know, everywhere I go, and I speak at different conferences, and I, I go to meetings to support uh, certain political groups, Christian groups, patriot uh, groups, and whenever I talk to these people in conversations in private, they all tell me the same thing. I feel very alone. But that's exactly why we meet, because yes, it is lonely sometimes when you feel like Nobody else is speaking up. And if 70% of the U.S. population is claiming to be Christian, then we have a problem that we really do need to deal with. Because the truth is, we are not alone. Well, we've got a lot of other things to cover today. I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be right back. And then we will take a look at a few of the other battle fronts where Christians are being silent and where we need to speak up. I'll be right back. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on the precautions, but deep down, you still want to avoid getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray. Made in the USA, Cofix RX reduces viral loads and minimizes the risk of you getting sick. Find a retailer near you or click our banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill-free, patent-pending microgel supplements. 
that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great, convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Let the silent voices be heard. It was the rallying call that started it all. It's a wide spectrum of programming, from world and political news to societal and cultural stories, six amazing years of news blogs, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latulip. Unity is most essential to any fighting force. You know, that's just basic military strategy, military doctrine, but we must have unity without compromise. And that compromise is determined based on a standard and it must be the Christian standard, which is founded on the Bible standard, which inspired our nation's founders who penned the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Well, I'm glad you've joined me today. This radio show airs, by the way, at 12 and 5 Eastern, the standard time on Saturday and Sundays. And then it goes to podcast. You can go to AmericaOutloud.com, scroll down to our team, and you can catch my columns there if you click on my name. And I would strongly encourage you to check out what other great patriots have to say there, because we are a team, we are unified, and we are fighting the good fight. You will not be disappointed. Also, if you haven't yet read my book, Unity Without Compromise, A Biblical Basis for Christian Union, please do so. Because in that book, I do discuss at length the harm that has done Christianity because of our denominationalism. You know, if you think denominationalism is okay with God, and you want to somehow try to justify it, saying, oh, maybe we're stronger because we are divided and take a stand on something, um, you're being deceived. Read, for example, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Read it very carefully, because you see there in those words that God does, in fact, condemn denominationalism. The whole purpose of my book is simply to get people back to the Bible and to do it justice. Make it say what God intended, not what you or anyone else want it to say. 
because a lot of people want the Bible to say that it's okay to abort babies. It's okay to molest our children. Everything is okay when God says it's not. What we need to do is let God speak and listen and obey. Well, let's take a look at another battlefront. Recently, we have been seeing some of the results of the Pfizer investigation, and that's been summarized recently. Remember that Pfizer was asking for, what, uh, 75 years or so, uh, or they would have liked 2,000 years uh, to a period of time to disclose all of the uh, findings of their study. Now, the study clearly shows that this truly is a bioweapon. Notice what's happening right now to distract people from the truth bombs that are being dropped as this Pfizer's data is revealed. Now, Pfizer did not want you to know this stuff. And that's clear by the fact that they asked the courts to give them all these years before the info could be revealed. And this is pure nonsense. And the CDC and the World Health Organization did not want you to know the truth, and neither does the National Institute of Health or the National Institute of, uh, of Allergies and Infectious Disease, you know, which uh, Fraud Fauci um, serves on uh, as their dictator. And neither did Obama or, and Biden, the Biden regime, want you to know the truth. They are hiding all truth from you to the full extent possible, and they are filling your brain with nothing but lies and propaganda. But please, please try to connect the dots. Dr. Naomi Wolf, which some of you may have heard of, recently did a nice summary of the data, and she kind of mentioned it in a short, um, um, just a short summary. She said, BioNTech invested $55 million to produce a messenger RNA, quote, vaccine. And we know it's not a vaccine, but they had planned to market this as a response to the COVID-19 virus. Now, we know that the COVID-19 virus was genetically engineered in Wuhan, and the vaccine was already being planned and produced at the same time. We also know, and this is summarized by Dr. Wolf, the, the damaging spike protein, which was synthesized in a laboratory, is part of both the virus and the fake vaccine. It was, it is disseminated, this spike protein is disseminated throughout the body because of this lipid nanoparticle technology that has allowed them to carry uh, whatever ingredient they want uh, into the body and to spread throughout the entire body so that it does damage. What damage? Well, damage to every organ in the body. And when you do damage to bodily organs, what happens is that people get really sick and they suffer and they die. And right now we are seeing more people dying every single day. We are seeing more organ damage we are very likely to see a great increase in infertility among our younger uh, population. We have already been seeing more strokes and more blood clots, more heart disease, more kidney disease, liver damage, nerve damage, muscle damage. And do we dare even say anything about it? Have we been silent? Have Christians spoken up at all against this new global holocaust? so many are still being led to the slaughterhouse. 
where are the Christian churches? Well, Naomi Wolf goes on further. In November 2020, we had Operation Warp Speed uh, initiated. And at that point, Pfizer knew this, BioNTech knew this, that the studies showed absolutely, absolutely no benefit. The so-called vaccine did not protect you. It did not protect others. It did not confer any significant immunity whatsoever. And they knew it. They knew that there was no benefit to the jab. They knew that there were multiple potential side effects and many realized harmful side effects to this jab. Pfizer knew this. Donald Trump, by the way, did not know this. Nobody but the villains knew it, including the genocidal demon Tony Fauci. They unleashed their wrath on the world, and because of that, many people died and millions have suffered in our country and across the entire globe. Now, we've all seen the results of this by now. Unless you're living in a little closet and never come out, it's impossible for someone to claim that they don't see the damage. Although they're trying to tell you that, oh, it's not caused by the vaccine, it's caused by smoking marijuana, or it's caused by this or that or whatever else. That is a blatant lie. On May 10th of 2021, BioNTech partnered with a company called Fosun, F-O-S-U-N. Fosun Farm Pharmaceuticals is based out of Shanghai, China. They produced 1 billion doses of the so-called vaccine. And what is the origin of this so-called vaccine? Well, it seems likely that it's China. The CEO of Fosun is directly linked to the CCP, and that is a fact. And we must not be so naive as to not know where this is leading us. See how the death count is steadily rising now. And I suspect, as do many other physicians, that that death count will continue to rise because of spike protein damage. And especially among those who have taken three uh, jabs or, uh, you know, are they planning to take a fourth if they produce another uh, booster. See, the more that spike protein that you get into your body, the increased likelihood of dying from its harmful results. And yet, how many Christians have spoken up to tell the truth about this bioweapon? How many have been silent? And if you are a medical doctor out there listening to this, or any other medical type of person, why are you so afraid to confront the truth, and then to let the truth be known. You have taken an oath. You have made a commitment to your patients. You are not committed to serving a rogue government. You are not committed to bowing down to CEOs of hospital or to our pathetically corrupt state medical boards, which I am still fighting in Oregon, because they are a fraudulent company. They are out of control. They have no accountability. But we as doctors need to put aside our fear of man and proclaim the truth. Because if we do, we are going to be powerful in taking down these strongholds of evil. 
a friend of mine who was formerly uh, with me in the Oregon Air National Guard, he was a flight surgeon, and he mentioned that he attended the Federation of State Medical Board panel recently, just recently, to discuss how to keep doctors silent regarding the jab. And uh, they, of course, are calling us to... um, who speak the truth plainly, they want us to be labeled as misinformers and disinformers. And if you want to know the difference between a misinformer and disinformer, well, the disinformers are simply they who maliciously misinform. (laughs) It's kind of a funny thing, but the the bottom line is if you see someone calling something misinformation, then I can assure you that is likely to be the truth and they don't want you to know it. But at this Federation of State Medical Boards, their 110th annual meeting in New Orleans, they just adopted four new policies. First of all, the professional expectations regarding medical misinformation and disinformation, and then the appropriate use of telemedicine technology. And the third is diversity, equity, and inclusion in medical regulation and patient care. And the last, emergency preparedness and response. Now, each of these is highly detailed, and when you read it, it kind of sounds good, unless you read between the lines. The real problem is that the Federation of State Medical Boards violates its own guidelines about not getting political and following the best science. See, what they call the best science is whatever the CDC says or the World Health Organization says or Mr. Science himself, Anthony Fauci, who is an absolute fraud. See, those are the new guidelines of the new medicine, and we have to reject this and call it what it is. This is an absolute atrocity and assault against the people. Medicine has been hijacked, and we are all victims of it. And remember that Now we realize that the shedding of spike proteins following uh, a vaccination or a jab is actually a reality. It is a possible thing to happen, and we are seeing the evidence of that. So we're making progress, and we are learning more and more. And as we learn more and more, we are increasingly accountable for the truths that we find. And if we are silent, then we are siding with the enemy. We cannot be ashamed to speak up or afraid to speak up or beaten down so that we say nothing. Well, let's look at another battlefront, the LGBT movement or the sexually confused movement goes on, and they are pressing hard specifically with the battle for Roe v. Wade. And please recognize that as partly a distraction because of all the other atrocities that are happening. Um, And the biggest uh, atrocity that could possibly come down on America is another stolen election, more voter fraud And you can bet that they're doing it. But um, regarding the LGBT movement, uh, the churches, again, are silent. And worse than that, many are in bed with them. And I might even say that literally. The LGBT movement is largely unopposed, despite a 70% of the population professing to be Christian. 
Well, let me ask you this. Did you just celebrate Mother's Day or did you happen to celebrate Birthing Person Day? Do you think the likes of Pete Buttigieg received a Mother's Day card? This is nothing but an insult to women. Men do not conceive. Men do not give birth. Men do not nurse infants. This is nothing more than sexual perversion. Don't be afraid to call it what it is. Are you afraid to call this vile man, Buttigieg, a pervert? Why? Who has quieted you? Who has made you feel like you are guilty of something for proclaiming God's truth? This is something we really need to get over. Now, I still live in the Marxist state of Oregon, and just recently, our leftist dictator, Governor Kate Brown, has had the wisdom to put feminine products into boys' bathrooms. Okay, so what's the message there? Well, the message is that you can be a boy or a girl, and girls can go into boys' bathrooms, apparently, because what's a boy going to do with a feminine product, right? And who is opposing this? Are you opposing this if you live in Oregon? And what about the, all the other assaults on our children? Any of you who have children in public schools know that your children are being provided pornographic material, and this is arousing their little innocent human brains to a stage of development that should not be at that early age. And when that happens, the brain is miswired. Things go wrong, and that will affect that child for the rest of that child's entire life. Are you as a parent protecting your children from these absurdities? My best advice would be if at all possible to get your kids out of the public schools. And if your child must attend a public school for whatever reason you declare, then you need to be a part of that school's council, you need to attend and find out what their agenda is, and you need to be loudly vocal uh, talking about the issues uh, regarding pornography, regarding the um, critical race theory that they're being fed. These public schools are nothing more than propaganda camps. I would go so far as to say that it would be better to homeschool your child, leave your child at home. And even if they were not educated at all, they would still be far better off than attending a public school. Because remember that public schools have been greatly dummied down to the point that they're being taught essentially nothing. I mean, let's face it, there's no time to discuss math, reading, writing, uh, you know, arithmetic, um, history, the history of the American uh, nation. They are not being taught this stuff. So what are they being taught? Well, the indoctrination of our children's minds is permeating every classroom in the school. There is nothing that is clean, that is pure, that is teaching a subject for the sake of learning something to produce a an adult who will be productive to make America a better place. Those days are gone. But how many Christians 
have enough moral fortitude, enough guts to stand up against this sinfulness. Instead, what we see is a whole lot of churches compromising God's word and actually affirming homosexuality and transgenderism and pornography, pedophilia. Many denominations abroad, the, uh, the Anglican Church of Korea and South Africa, the United Church of Christ in Japan and the Philippines, the Uniting Reformed Church in Southern Africa, these all promote and agree with the LGBT movement. In the United States, the Anglican Church, the Episcopal Church, many Baptist denominations, the Roman Catholic Church, Lutherans, Methodists, uh, the, uh, all of these churches, the Pentecostal churches, the Reformed churches, they are practically in every denomination representing what's called Christianity or the Christian church. They have compromised. They have compromised on the biblical teaching. Now, let me just say it. These are not Christian churches, but churches infiltrated by wolves. They are false teachers. And do you attend such a church that promotes this? Why? Are you there to oppose the heresy or do you conveniently support or defend it? If the latter, then you certainly don't know God and you do not please God, but you invite his wrath. And if you think otherwise, you have been deceived because that's exactly what the Bible says. And that is our standard. I'm not here today to point fingers, only to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And I care enough to say, Christians, get off the fence. Don't be silent. It is time to speak up where the Bible speaks. We must proclaim the message from the one true standard. When we know to do good and we fail to do it, we are not behaving as Christians. And when Christians are silent, sin abounds, and then lawlessness prevails, and people suffer greatly. And that's what's happening right now in America. America has essentially become a lawless mob. We are sheep without a shepherd, and we now would actually make the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah blush for how far we have stooped. We as a nation have compromised our souls, and we are paying the price. And so it's time to wake up. It is time to wake up. I have been asking the question today, where have all the Christians gone? America has slidden into a landfill of filth and shame. What we once were, we are no longer. The land of the free and home of the brave is just about gone because the churches are silent. We have fallen away from God who once shed his grace on us. And if we don't soon repent, that is change our minds and determine to follow the true standard, the one true God, if we do not get back to our biblical roots soon, well, you see what's happening. We are only now starting to really feel the pain. Let me tell you, this is nothing compared to what is coming. We will see starvation. 
we will see oppression like never known if we don't dare to stand up and speak God's truth. I have been discussing today the Roe v. Wade decision and the significance of this fight against the murder of innocent human lives at any stage of conception. I have discussed the damnable agenda of the LGBT movement, how it makes Sodom and Gomorrah look like the old Disneyland, at least, because we know Disney is corrupt. Disney is perverted. We have been looking at this fake vaccine program, seeing what is done, blindly many of us submitting to taking the jab, figuring, oh, well, it's pushed by the government. What's the harm? If you have stated that and believe it, then you stand among the fools because this is a genocidal assault against humanity. Fortunately, more people from all walks of life are finally starting to awaken. And that greatly encourages me. More doctors are finally seeing the light, finally admitting that our rogue government is murdering our people. And more teachers are standing up and opposing the assault on our innocent children in public schools. And parents are joining them. More mothers than fathers. Fathers, please get active. You are supposed to be the head of your household. And by that, God says the head servant. You lead the way. You lead by example. Men need to wake up and start activating themselves. And you know what? We do have a few good politicians like Ron DeSantis and Christy Noem taking a stand we have hope with the likes of Arizona gubernatorial candidate Kerry Lake, who is not afraid to call out the criminal, criminal leadership in America and boldly tell them, we are coming after you. And I am calling on you who profess to be Christians today to wake up, to speak up, and to become a doer of the word of God. Read James chapter 1, verse 22. Jesus was never silent in the face of evil. His apostles were not silent and spoke the truth boldly, calling evil what it is. His prophets, the prophets of God, warned the people to turn away from their evil. And when they did, very good things resulted. All truth seekers, if you are a truth seeker, you are by your very nature God seeking, because all truth belongs to God. All truth is God's truth. Now, isn't that exciting? If you are a truth advocate, you may not even realize it, but you're seeking God. We need to stop making excuses for the church. We need to stop making excuses for our own silence, for our own weakness, for our own um, lack of courage, for our own cowardice. And we need to say, okay, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's where we must be. We must wake up now. I know a lot of you out there are feeling alone and you're feeling overwhelmed. The fear that has been put into you is hard to shed. And fearing the evil and the oppression that daily bears down on you makes you 
uh, feel isolated and completely alone, hopeless. And that's exactly what this enemy wants. They want you to think you are alone, but realize that just the opposite is true. You are not alone. Many people across America and the world share your sentiments. And we have seen a few Christians in America take a stand recently and more so as we come closer to the election that will decide the fate of America. Some of us who have spoken up have lost much, and yet we continue to fight the good fight because there is no other choice. And the best way to be rid of your fear that is overpowering you, your fear of evil, is to simply fight it boldly without reserve. You know what is right, you know what is good, and you know the truth. If you are just even casually looking for it, you will know the truth. Please, good people, good patriots, do not fear the truth. Remember that the enemy of our soul, the enemy of our rogue government has one strong weapon, and that is propaganda. And the greatest weapon we have against propaganda is truth. I challenge you to join me in waking up the churches to be a Christian, to be a patriot and a truth seeker, and to speak that truth boldly with love, but with a fervor like you've never had. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip. I will daily pray for you and for our nation to be the nation that God intended us to be. Until next week, adieu.